Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've learned from my struggles with chemo brain and executive functioning disorder. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now entrepreneur, with 20 years of experience in business and office design. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, mom of a teen, a wife, and a lifelong learner. I've discovered that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget important appointments, we can learn to be more productive. We can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and much more manageable. Listen in and learn how to create a plan to streamline your space and your systems so you can be more focused and organized. Hey everyone, Katherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Linda Holt. Uh, this is going to be a little different than the typical um, interviews I've been hosting lately because Linda is has this amazing photographic eye. So we are going to have fun with photography. She is a Boston-based certified color and interior decorating consultant who guides homeowners to decorate their own homes and is a former professional photographer who now teaches smartphone photography. So drum roll, here's Linda. Thank you so much, Catherine. I am so excited to be here on your podcast today. Yeah, I'm psyched. First of all, we have to rave over the beautiful living room. You've got what you did in One Room Challenge, which is one of these things designers do. Uh, I can't remember the gal who runs it. She's phenomenal. It's Linda Weinstein. Linda Weinstein, of course. Yes. She's so great. And uh, it's it's really a fun challenge. I've done it once. Uh, Linda has done it many times. Uh, I did it once and discovered it was so much work and a bit of money. It is it is a lot of work, but the and it it's a killer for time and money. Yeah. But the great thing is when it's done, you have a room that otherwise might have taken you five years to complete. It, it's so amazing. And I mean, you do it in six weeks. I'm always yeah. blown away when I see someone who does say a bathroom remodel. Oh, how about kitchen remodel? I've right. Seen and did you do you didn't do kitchen, did you? I, I did well, kind of. I did kind our right. downstairs, which is it, it's kitchen living room, dining room. It's, it's 600 square feet. I did do not cabinetry. I just did backsplash, but then I did all the furniture because it was empty. It was a new build. So it was empty. Right. That was very intense. Yes, that it was, was. I remember that one well. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm always floored by, I did a home office. It was infinitely easier. There was no way I was going to try to figure out how to deal with plumbing. In a, yeah. That oh, was very stressful. There were some nights of no sleep. Um, oh, I and I had to pull every favor from every contractor I'd ever hired. My woodworker built that that pantry that you see, right. well, if you're watching some video, it's the pantry behind me. He did that in like three weeks. Normally was, his lead time is like six months. And it's so. stunning. <laughs> it I was, love it was, the uh, very varied colors on the wood and it's really just thanks. beautiful. So thanks. we met through the world of interior design and through a mutual friend, Leslie Crothers, who uh, introduced us um, because at at the same time, and there's actually three of us, also Peggy, uh, we're going through dealing with breast cancer. And yeah. and I tell the story all the time, so we're not going to get into long-winded details, but we're all five years cancer-free. We Ooh, are, yeah. Celebration. <laughs> As of 2020, yeah. we were all five years cancer-free. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm determined somewhere, somehow, when this pandemic is over, we're all going to get together. Oh, I think that would be so awesome to do that. with a glass of champagne. And, and yep. Leslie should come too. Since yep, she should. Her. She put us all together. Yep. It would be just amazing. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing that there's this new New York Luxe design, which is yes. replacing AD Home Show. Yes, it is. And not that I'm so in the world of design anymore. I love being on the edges of it, though. Right. It could be fun to go to that. We'll just I would I would be there. Just say it. I'm, I would definitely the travel, go there. The travel. I don't know if Peggy would come up from Florida, but it would be a uh, real fun, a real fun weekend. It would be really fun. I don't know. I'm 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 rooting for the four of us at the beach house. <laughs> yeah, oh that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. even better. 
Yeah. It would be really fun. So enough on all that. Let's talk photography. Now, here's the interesting thing. You're a professional photographer, but what you're teaching is how to get these amazing photographs on your iPhone or your smartphone, which to me, you know, it's funny. I'll start here. Last year, this time, I was in the agonizing decision of do I upgrade from the iPhone 7 to the iPhone 11? And the price point was sizable. Right. And the biggest reason I went an upgrade, other than, of course, I, I swear they're designed to let the battery die after X number of years. And so you have to upgrade. Oh, absolutely true. Uh, yeah. And I was definitely at that point where I was having to charge it yeah. <laughs> every yeah. hour. It was me crazy. too. 10 o'clock in the morning, I'm looking for an outlet because it's already yeah. at like 20%. That's exactly how I was. And and I was kind of in the torn between the, do I just kind of go to an eight? And then what really turned the corner for me was this. I said to myself, you haven't had a new camera in 10 years. I have a, um, a DSLR. It is a, oh boy, I'm going to forget what it's called. Canon Rogue? Canon EOS Rogue? Yep. I think that's what it's called. So it's, t- it's like 10 years old. It is yeah. digital. So maybe it's not quite 10. But I so- thought to myself, if you were going to buy a new camera, what would you spend? Right. And I thought, oh, I'd probably spend $600, $700. Yep. All right. And what would you spend if you were buying a new phone? Oh, I'd probably spend $300, $400. And then you add them up and you went, oh, yeah, look at that. May as well. Just that's go for it. 11. And right. that's when I finally just said, you know what? This is an investment in me being able to take better photographs. It is um, so important. It, it really is. And, you know, the funny thing is, I don't even think of my iPhone as my phone. I think of it as my camera. And as a professional, you know, I would spend easily $1,200 just on the body and then right. maybe another twelve to 2000 on a single lens. So for me, having, you know, something in my pocket that is so powerful today that it rivals those $2,000, you know, DSLR cameras, if you know how to use it. And I just ordered, actually, it's arrived, but I haven't really figured it out yet. I just ordered the Samsung because I want to help people. Right now, I can help people with their iPhone. I mean, I know that inside and out, but people would say, well, I have an Android. How do you do that on the Android? And I'm like, I don't know. So I bought the Android. So now I have two of them. So I've invested a lot of money and I am about to upgrade to the iPhone 12 because I have the 10. So I'm spending a lot of money on quote cameras or phones, but it's, it's part of my business now. So I feel like it's, I have to do it. Oh, I agree. I don't, I don't think Android. Yeah. And I don't think people, they think of their, I don't think they think of their camera. A lot of people in the same way that they would a DSLR. They, they take the, the big camera out when it really counts, but yeah. their, their smartphone is, I'm not kidding you, it's in almost all circumstances, it does as good a job or sometimes even better a job than those big, expensive, bulky cameras. So I think you were wise to invest in, a, in an upgraded phone versus go buy the $600 Canon because I, I think the new phone is going to be just as good. Yeah, and it's I a phone too. We went through Europe, you know, one of the once in a lifetime trip, Portugal, sure. Spain, and France. And yeah. I have probably a thousand photos on yep. my iPhone 7. Yep. It wasn't the fancy 11. And still, right. they're really solid photographs. I believe um, it. Part of it, and, you know, I'm sure you can talk about this better than anybody, uh, having been a professional photographer is taking lots of photos, Mm -hmm. you know, to get really good at anything you have to practice. Right. And from my, you know, my, my error, it was film. You had 36 shots on a roll of film. You either got it or you didn't. So you really had to think about every single shot. You didn't have the luxury that we have now where you can shoot 30 shots of your daughter and pick the one you scroll through. I like that one the best. You had to get it, you know, the first time, or you'd think about, oh my God, I got to get another roll of film. Well, that's $5 and I got to pay for processing and I got to have the prints made and it all added up. It's all free now. You can shoot to your heart's content. Right. And I think about that. I think I have 29,000 photos. (laughs) Yeah. 
Oh, I have even, I have 32,000 something just on my new phone. Think about that in dollars. I know. You know, 36, you know, we're not going to do the math at times, you know, say $5 a roll and you add up that money and it's insane. I totally agree with you. And the other thing I think about is, is I traveled to Machu Picchu when I turned 30 Mm. and I took the huge behemoth you know, DSLR yep. at the yep. time that was not a Canon Rebel. That was a Canon EOS, something else, Cilantro, something I, like I, that. I was a Nikon girl, so I don't know yeah, anything I can't about remember. Canon. But the point is, is it was a lot of camera and we yeah. were hiking, Oh, which see, means I that's... was hiking with gear. <laughs> and it's funny how you remember that as a not real expense, not real pleasant experience. Right. And now heavy. Like, those photos, I mean, because they're just... I don't want to have the film anymore. And yeah, they're just right, photographs. Right, they're right. beautiful photographs. Yeah. But they're, you know, I almost need to go back with the phone, yeah, which sure. I could have carried in my back pocket hiking. Which exactly. Like exactly. a whole different world. Yep. It really is. And each year, the cameras are getting better and better and better. And it is such a powerful tool. And for any of us that are, you know, entrepreneurs, business, even if you're not, Pictures, I mean, if you just take a little bit of time to learn a few basic skills, your pictures will change dramatically. I mean, they really will. But you and you do one of the things you offer, which is amazing, and I've debated doing for some of my hardest to deal with photographs is editing services. I do really cool. I've seen some of your before and afters and just been floored, you know, something that's too dark, like my background. That's easy to change. Yeah. Well, what was happening was I would be with my designer friends and their pictures were not looking that great. And I would just say, oh, just send it to me. I'll fix it for you. And I kept, so it kind of got around like, send it to Linda, she'll fix it for you. And I thought, wait a minute, I'm on to something here. So I decided to start actually offering an affordable editing service where people will send me, you know, 10 photos and I can get them done. And then they can post them. They can post them on their website if it's, if they're, you know, good enough quality or certainly for social media. Um, Cause even with social media, we are so sophisticated today. Visually, if you put a bad photo on Instagram, forget it. I mean, you really have to up your game if you're using social media as especially to promote your business because your photos are your brand. They're reflecting your brand and you really want them to look at least well lit and in focus if, if, if nothing else. Right. And so the photo game is especially high if you're in that design it, world. It but is. even if you're not, let's just say they're like me, you know, I'm right. a productivity coach. Sure. I am my brand. Right. Which you means are. What I put up matters. And it's, it's very funny because sometimes I'll be with my VA and I'm like, oh, Okay, don't post that. Yeah. It doesn't yep. fit my brand. Right. Some great advice I got actually from Leslie was that my social media site looked very busy. I had someone doing it before. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, you know, you're selling, you know, an uncluttered, true, very true environment. And she said, your photos are so busy. And I said, I've talked to her 65 times. Yep. And that marketing team and I are no longer together because I was like, this is just not reflecting my brand. Right. right. And, and so for me, my brand is very colorful because I love color. So my feed is, you're not going to see all white blown out, you know, right. images with a little dot of pink somewhere in it that is so popular. Mine are colorful and uh, pattern and, you know, they're not busy, but they're definitely reflect more fun. my style and my brand. Yes. Which is, is, is appropriate. And, you know, mine are more clean. Yep. Um, we do, and we're going to, we're going to talk about Canva. We, the, the VA, I can't even speak. She is good at Canva. I am not. Mm-hmm. And she puts, I think it's Wednesdays and Fridays. I do like a quote on Wednesday, what I call wisdom Wednesday. Yeah. And on Fridays I always ask a question. Yeah. And so I think my question on Friday is like, um, do you have procrastivity? And then I love that. what that is. <laughs> That's and, a great word. And I'll say yes, I'll raise my hand on right? that. That and is I, my big problem. <laughs> I ran into it in Attitude magazine uh for ADHD and they d- described it, which is really that you're, you think you're being productive, but you're procrastinating. Yes. So oh my God. That's me, Catherine. I, that's right? definitely, me. I own up to that one. It's my well, number one 
problem with productivity is that procrastination. I think, I think a lot of us have that. And, and so I, one of the examples I actually use in it, ironically, is you spend, you know, hours perfecting the perfect photo and making it just right instead of getting that report to your client, right? you know, right. and that's in that post. So my feed alternates between three to four images a week and then mm-hmm. two white background, black writing with the same font, which I think is Yellowtail every single time uh, from Canva. And just to sort of break it up because I tend to have a pretty colorful feed too. Yeah. So you just ease the eyes, but it's all very clean. There's no, um, I don't even have my logo on my photos anymore. If Mm -hmm. if I do, it's a watermark. Yeah. I don't, I've never... I've never done that. Um, I don't do that. And I sort of took my cue from that. I was fo- I follow a lot of professional high level photographers. They never put a watermark on it or, you know, and it's the reason is, in fact, I, I talked about this when I, I do this thing called Two Tip Tuesday, where I give one decorating tip and one photography tip in less than five minutes. And I talked about watermarks because if somebody's going to steal your photo, the watermark is not going to stop them because it's so easy to edit that out. And really your eye just goes right to that watermark and you kind of miss the the impact of the photo. So I don't watermark mine and I all my idols that I follow, big time names, they don't watermark either. So I don't think watermarking is really that important today. Right. It's a wild west out there. People are stealing everybody else's photos. And if you want to spend your time tracking down Every single photo that someone else is using, that's what you would spend your whole day doing. So I don't even look where mine are. I'm sure they're everywhere. I don't even. See, that's procrastinity. It (laughs) is. Taking time, worrying about people taking your stuff. The only time I really ever had a fit with that was I had someone who had approached me and said, I want to... I love what you've done here with this particular website page. And, you know, can I you know, basically model it. And I was like, sure, you know, you can use oh, the model. stealing website that that's, the entire, oh, everything I had it. written. That's all. And when I found out I had a fit, I said, I don't no, blame I'm you. not writing that's, your own words. That's outright stealing intellectual property. That's beyond yeah. using a photo of somebody. And I was else's. very nice and very yeah. gracious, but I said, please take that yeah. down. It's my yeah. writing. It's what I wrote. I right. don't mind ever. I'm so free willing. I mean, I know someone else say, oh, I love your Google form. And I'm like, oh yeah, just change what's there and you yeah. know, in your own words. And sure, here's the form. So it's easier. Right. I don't have like this strong hold around, you know, it's so funny. I, I run something for my group program called Productivity Power Hour. And I thought it was just the most clever thing, blah, blah, blah. And then I was somewhere and I saw that someone's using Productivity Power Hour with a plus sign after it. And I was like, oh, and then I'm like, you know what? It's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, I spell Power Hour differently than they do. I mean, there's enough that's different. And it's not like it's something I'm trying to license. It's not something I'm using out there in the big, bad world. Like I'm not selling it. It's right. just what I call the hour I spend with my group. So it's like, right. no, I don't think that's going to be. People know you, they're coming to you for you. And if someone else is going to use that, someone else is actually now using Two Tip Tuesday since I started mine. And it's someone I only casually know. It's not a friender. Right. It's not even a designer. It's actually a realtor. And I know she got it from me. It's <laughs> fine. I, I don't even care. You know, good, great. You know, so it's just three tip Tuesday. You just can't worry about sweat. You know, after cancer, I don't sweat any of the small no, stuff anymore. Seriously, I right? really don't care. I think and that might have been even... a gift for me from it all is just right. your priorities shift. Yeah. I always say, if it's not life or death, then I'm not going to worry about it. So right? that's sort of my motto going forward, you know? And I do, I do, I can get very stressed, like when my kid's sick or something like that. But, you know, like this whole thing outside, I'm having this whole huge renovation done of our driveway and it is just at a standstill because we've had a snowstorm. What am I going to do? I can get upset about it, but it's not worth it. No, it's not. It's just out of your control. So you just got to let it go. It'll happen when it happens. And I, you know, I'm hoping it gets done sooner than later, but I know. if it doesn't, you know, I've got very lovely neighbors. They've been gracious enough to give us places to park and we're going to manage. And it is and doubtful it. that you're having a Christmas party to host 50 people at your home, well, right? You know, not in a pandemic, <laughs> so not a problem. Exactly. I don't think I would do that anyway anymore. I think I'm past the whole hosting yeah. 50%. Do you know I decluttered and I got rid of... So, so I have to tell a little story. Linda downsized 
from what? I mean, thousands of square feet. to We had 3,800 square feet and we moved to, well, it's really odd. We actually have 1,800 square feet, but it's divided among four floors. We like live in a tower. So I didn't know that. Each floor has 600 square feet. So each floor is really small. Right. Um, But we have four levels in our in our unit. So each level is teeny weeny. So I feel like I'm living in a, in a trailer, honestly, or a little mobile home on each level. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. We did, we gave away, oh my God. So I'm in that process. Overwhelming there. amount of stuff, overwhelming amount. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 55 and I don't want stuff anymore. Yep. I just want to go places and do fun things. Yep. And I really have no desire for all this stuff. Right. So I have beautiful or had beautiful because <laughs> most of it's gone now beautiful yep. china and beautiful yep. crystal yeah things like this that we just don't use much of and right. so i really got it down i i've halved it i'm gonna guess i'm gonna go down to a quarter at some point but this was the first first run through yep. and i was able to sell my entire 16 piece set of china Wow. And my mother and father had given me that's beautiful and I loved yeah. it. It was actually a little heart tugging yep. sell. Yep. But what happened was it dawned on me, I couldn't remember the last time I'd used it. And then when yeah. I went to sell it, I told the guy it's really in pristine condition. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he looked at it and he was like, Did you even use this stuff? Right. I'm like, I did, but not very yeah. often. And we right. never put it in the dishwasher. We were yeah. Really careful. And I did I keep some things? Yes, of course I did. But I didn't keep a lot. I mean, I just don't. You know, I had a trauma because my husband was an only child. I was an only child. And when our parents died, both of them, his mother and my mother, who were the last two surviving of the family, they were not, I wouldn't use the word hoarders, but they never threw anything away. Right. And it was so traumatic that I had to go through my mother's yeah. big house it, it, and I thought to myself, okay, this is it. And I wasn't in a state at the time. I was in my 40s and I was busy. Mm-hmm. I had a full-time job, two kids that needed you know, me. I just, let, I just called in like an estate. They just cleaned it out. I let you know, so many things that now I realize, oh my God, that was probably worth thousands. And I sold it for like you know, $50. I just had to, I couldn't deal with it, but I made the decision right then and there. I would never do that to my kids ever. And that my, have you heard of this thing called Swedish death decluttering? No. (laughs) Swedish death decluttering is getting rid of every single thing you own right before you die. Like you do it slowly over the years. So by the time you're dying, you literally have the clothes you're in and the few things you want to pass down to your, to your children, but wow. everything else is gone. Your furniture is gone. So your kids have nothing to do when you die. That's I don't know if anyone is. actually does it, but it's an interesting concept to think about it. Give away a little bit each year until you basically have nothing left. So That's really smart. you know, you're going to live to be a certain age. It's doable. But what if you think you're going to die at 80, give everything away, you live to be 95, then you're kind of screwed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, I, I guess you have to keep the most important things. I mean, I've yes. really gotten stuff reduced and I'm still going. I mean, yeah. I'm going to be doing this, you know, over the course of the next couple of years. Yeah. I When we moved here, we moved from a 3,500-ish square mm-hmm. foot house to a, this is all in 2,300 square feet, 1,600-ish up top, 700-ish yep. downstairs. And we like it because we use every inch of the space. We really yeah. use our house, which we yeah. love. We did not use of that 3,000 square feet. There was, right. probably, I don't know. I don't know how much we didn't use. There was a lot we didn't use. We had a guest room. We never used it. Yep. We had a living and dining room, formal, both didn't use them. Yep. And it was just, you know, we lived in just like half of the house. It was right. nuts. So we downsized. And it was funny because when we moved here, it, you know, it was really hard to get my head around going so it kind of felt like a downgrade and it was funny because the minister came here and he um he uh did like a blessing mm-hmm. clearing of the house kind yeah. of lovely and that was when we were still under construction and then like a year later we got robbed oh, and the house no. was broken into and um caroline was quite little she was maybe six or seven and she was just undone she was really devastated it really flipped her out she and yeah. my um in-laws were the first people back in the house after it had happened so the wow. over and oh my know, gosh where they'd broken in so i i contacted the minister and i said my kid is not sleeping is there any way you'd come 
And uh, this is not at all what we were planning to talk about tonight. It's hilarious. And and he did. He came and he re-blessed the house. He went like to every room and yeah. she went with him. And yeah. he, he really, you know, had so much faith in him. And it was so sure. good. And what was so interesting was as he we just couldn't believe how the house looked because we completely redesigned it. Yeah. And he said, wow, this house is so different. You know, there's no boxes anywhere, you know. And I said, um, and we were almost done with the construction. We weren't quite done at that point, but we were almost done. And I said, yeah, you know, it's been a downsize, not a downgrade. Right. And in that moment, I thought, ah, that's it. Yeah. You know, all we did was downsize. It was still beautiful kitchen. Yes. You know, but when we moved in, it was 1972 and, yeah. <laughs> and it needed a lot of work, um, you know, but that's for people like us, we have the vision, yeah. we can, right. you know, make that happen. And I think even if you moved into like our condo was brand new, we, 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 was, right. we had to wait while they finished building it. It was a white vanilla box, yeah. you know, it wasn't, even though everything was perfect, it wasn't yeah. my taste at all. Yeah. Everything was white, you know? And you're a uh, color so. gal. You've and I'm a it. color gal. So, but I also, you know, being very smart, I always think about resale down the line. And, right. you know, I don't know how long we're going to be living. There are literally four flights of stairs that I'm up and down every day. Right. So I don't know if I'll be doing that in my 80s or my whatever. Right. So I'm thinking, well, if we sell in five to 10 years, I, you know, I, I'm just going to keep it white. It's with tons of windows. It's, it's very modern looking. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I added color where I, where I could. Right. Well, they, you know, you always set in art and accessories. I mean, I always tell yes. that to people if you're Lots afraid of, of color. Yes. Yeah. You know, do the bedding, do your art. You exactly. know, this room, pillows. I'm a big, I'm a big pillow well, yeah, person. Exactly. <laughs> my my um office this is a very pale gray because when we did this house, I was still designing and you don't you need a really neutral backdrop. Sure. Yes. Fabric colors and such. Right. So it was that's why I did it. And actually, interestingly, the ceiling is um Farrow and Balls Borrowed Light, which is a very pale blue. Yeah. And it's just dreamy. And now in retrospect, I wish I'd painted the whole room this color, but that's not going to happen. It's funny. That's the ceiling color in in our master bedroom is Farrow and Balls. I didn't know that. Wow. It is just a really lovely. I look up at it in the morning and I just love that color. So pretty and restful. Just perfection. So how about a photography pointer around, since we're talking about light? Around mm-hmm. light, because no matter what kind of phone you have, right, you can do light. So how about that? So uh, absolutely, that's actually my favorite topic, and that is what can make the difference between a good photo and a bad photo is making sure your lighting is good. And if there's one tip I would want to give to everybody listening to this, it's always you need to turn off those interior lights. Mm. The reason being, when you have those interior lights on, even if if they're not specifically showing in your photo, it's going to cast a color shift and it's going to be, you're going to get like yellowy walls or pinkish walls because whatever temperature bulb you have in your lights, if you have ceiling lights, it's going to get cast down on your photo. You're going to have to go in and color correct it after the fact. But if you have them on, like you think about realtor photos where they always have the lights turned on and it's going to cause hot spots and glare and reflection. So the secret, if you are shooting inside, no matter what you're shooting, is to time your shoot. So you want to pick a time of the day where the light is the most even, mm. not in the morning or the evening. If you have light, you know, sunlight streaming through with real harsh um, sunlight streaming across your table, you right. want to pick a time when the light just looks the brightest and the most even. And the smartphone, no matter what kind you have, is so advanced and so good, it will give you a nice, evenly lit room. And then if you're shooting outside, again, there's there's different kinds of light. You have the golden hour light, which is like about an hour or two after sunrise. And then you have the other end golden hour, which is an hour or two before sunset. Those are beautiful, warm lights to shoot, especially if you're if you're on vacation at the beach, you, you know, think about those two time of the days. Overcast days, another beautiful time of the day to get out there with your camera because the, the, the clouds, and I don't mean overcast like about to pour rain, dark and dreary. I mean, just like slightly overcast, we get those high clouds. They act like a big giant softbox and they just filter that light. So you get beautiful light all the time. You're not restricted by a certain time of the day. You get, you know, it's flattering for portraits. It's flat. It's flattering for anything. 
And then the light that most professionals stay away from is the midday sun. That's a very hard light. It's not really a flattering light. Definitely not flattering for portraits because you're going to get those black, you know, V shadows under the nose and those raccoon eyes. So just giving light a little bit of thought is is really can make a difference in your in your photos. So, you know, pick a time of the day where it's softer light, you know, or an overcast day. And then if you're inside, you want to pick a time of the day where it's still bright enough to get a photo, but it's even light. You don't have sun, you know, streaming through the window. So that's my lighting tip. So I have another one. Okay. <laughs> For my brother. Yes. I love this one because it was it changed my photography entirely. Yeah. He's a photographer. Um, not as a profession as yeah. Uh, but right. he's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. And he said to me, when you're looking to do your photo composition, we're always looking at the center of what we're shooting at. Right. And make sure to take a quick peek at each of the four corners. Yes. Because you might have something in there you don't want. Yes. It's a, oh my goodness, I've never thought about that before. And he was right. right. Yeah, I now mean, I check can crop and things, but it's right. just nice if but you But checking your it. background, I mean, I because I've been doing this basically my whole life is I automatically do that. Right. But I think a lot of people because you're right, they focus on what they're shooting right. and they don't happen to see that there's a, you know, a bright red exit sign in the background or, you know, another person's you know, standing behind the person or the funniest one are plants, you know, right. if they position someone so it looks like a plant's growing out of your head. So just taking, that a, happen. just taking a second or two to check the background. And even if you don't remember to do it in the, in the exact moment where you're taking the photo, just turn your phone over, take a quick look at the screen. Is there a plant grown out of someone's head? Is there yeah. something in the background that's really, you know, shouldn't be there? Then you can ask the person to move a foot to the left or foot to the right. But yeah, you don't want crazy things in the background. It, it just, it turns the photo into, you know, something almost humorous. Well, <laughs> sometimes not intentionally. Right, exactly. So when we did the um, photo shoot that I just had done at the beach, um, the photographer came at like four o'clock in the afternoon and we probably yep. started shooting around. Got that nice movie. golden hour oh, light. Yeah. It was divine. It was a yes. great time of day to yeah. shoot photos. It was very windy. And oh. It was like, oh, your hair is a mess. You should <clears throat> use more hairspray. And I'm like, oh my God, it was already like. Yeah, look. but I saw those photos. I thought you looked fabulous. It made your hair fun. look like really full. I thought it looked great. I thought it was fun and they were, yeah. and I didn't mind some of them blowing your own. No, I, I liked it. I mean, that's part of the the look, right? And you were at the beach and it was obvious that you were at the beach. So right? it, it was, and then the it indoor was ones, of course, were we did on purpose, some indoor yeah. formal ones so that it right. was very done. Like, so for yeah. the podcast, my new image is taken inside. Right. So everything looks very sort of perfect. And then when right. we got back, we took some on the deck, which was a little more sheltered from the wind. And so we yeah. Outdoors that weren't so blowy. Right. So it was pretty cool. It was a fun yeah. photo shoot because we did all kinds of different locations in an yeah. hour moving, you yeah. know, flying along. Uh, That's great. And I will say uh, if you're doing a formal photo shoot, just splurge, go to the spa, go to the salon. Oh, get all done. absolutely. I had everything done. I had yeah. my toenails done. Yeah. Well, oh. Part of this is because of the pandemic. Yeah. I had not had my right. hair done. I hadn't yeah. had anything done. In yeah months. Right. And I indulged in all of it. And actually I got some feedback that, you know, they didn't like my eyelashes. I had fake lashes put on oh. and they were, I wish in retrospect, I'd been able to go and have them done professionally where they really just right. little bits and it's not yeah. so obvious they're fake. Yeah. But I felt so glamorous. I was like, these are so fun. <laughs> I want to do Yeah. And that's again. part of it too. If you're in the, if you're feeling beautiful, that's going to project on the right. camera too. Then if you're feeling like, oh God, I should have gone and got my roots done. And oh, I, I don't like the way my makeup looks. I should have hired a makeup artist. If you're thinking of those things, you're not going to be able to emote your best, your best look. Absolutely. So it's so worth it. I loved it. I got my toenails done and my feet because yep. I knew that they were going to be beach photos and my feet yep. might be showing. Right. And I was exactly. like, Darn and if it, they didn't, have- you know, you're ready and you feel confident yep. because of that. Super fun. So it's great. So and true. I think the other thing to think about for professional photos is, you know, have a good rapport with your photographer. And you, if you don't, it's right. just not going to be comfortable and you're not going to be happy. And, and it shows, I hate to say it. It, it totally does. And, and you need to really talk to who you're going to hire and make sure that they have a personality that is going to jibe with yours. And if they're like, 
you know, more, more serious than if that's what you're looking for. But sometimes photographers are a little bit of crazy crowd and you don't want to get some, I've had experience with some photographers that were like so far out there. I actually felt uncomfortable because they were pushing it so much with their, what they were saying and just inappropriate things that didn't make me feel professional or comfortable. So now I have my favorite photographer who I adore whenever I need to have a headshot done of myself, I always call my friend Emily and she comes. But before I met Emily, I went to a couple and it was like, oh my God, this is awful. And of course, I'm extra sensitive to it because that's what I I was a professional headshot photographer for all those years. Oh my goodness. So now I would would love to hear about this iPhone photography course you're, I guess, teaching now. I haven't taken it yet. It is on my bucket list. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not a live class. It's pre-recorded. There are five different modules plus three bonus modules about storage and photo um, nice. files and, and all that and setting up an, setting up an organized <laughs> folders for your photos for productivity. So I've been thinking about doing this for quite a few years because I really think that, you know, interior designers especially – they can't always afford to hire a professional. I mean, it is thousands of dollars and not every project even warrants it. You know, right. we do a lot of work that we don't that we don't publish because they insisted on keeping, you know, Grandpa Joe's ugly black leather recliner or whatever. Yeah. But we still can find vignettes to shoot that we can post on social media where we did decorate it. And it just seemed like such a need because I don't know what it is. So many interior designers don't know how to use their phones, don't know how to get a basic photo. Like you just commented about checking the background. That is so common. People don't think to do that. So I finally did it during the pandemic. I had that downtime and I said, all right, if if nothing else this year, I am going to get this course done. So I worked really hard on it. I'm really proud of it. But it's 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 evergreen. So you can watch the modules. You don't even have to watch them in order. The first one was on the iPhone. I go through all the features of the iPhone, a lot of hidden features that people wow. don't even know are there, how to use them. And now I'm work the reason why I got the Android is now I'm gonna do the same thing for the Android. But the class I'm actually halfway done now is an editing class because editing is sort of the third leg. You know, you have lighting, composition, and editing. So that class is almost done. I was hoping to get it out before the end of the year, but it will be by mid-January. That's great. Um, And just- Well, this is going to be posting in mid-January, so that's just perfect. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Should be out by then. So it really, I think it's, it's, again, it's it's a small investment to learn how to up-level your photos so that you'll be, you won't be embarrassed and you won't be using that hashtag that I see all the time, hashtag bad cell phone photo. There is no reason to use that hashtag. People just use it as an excuse because they didn't take the time to learn how to take a photo or learn how to use their phone. So they're like, oh, I'm just going to throw this up, this bad photo up and use the hashtag bad cell phone photo and everyone will forgive me. People just look at the photo. They don't, they don't care what it was taken with. It's either a good photo or a bad photo. Right. So hopefully this will this will help and, a lot and, of people. And you run the, the challenge group online. I do. Is it's been a great opportunity for me. I don't often post photos yeah. in there. I do sometimes. Yeah. But it's helped me kind of look at I think, oh, I never really thought about taking photographs that way. Like it's just oh, fun. Example. You did the individual color where everything in the photo had to be the same color. Yeah. Two days ago, I woke up and we have um, beach grasses out back and they were all this beautiful beige. And what had happened was it had iced over. Oh, so they were iced. And as I was out there, I was thinking, oh, this would have been the perfect photo for that. (laughs) Well, I might do it again, circle around again. So always hold on to those photos. It's just hilarious because I was like, I look at photography now in new ways and I'm just sort of popping in there, you know, once a week and seeing what. Yeah. And and, and I don't ever enter the con the challenges, obviously, because I'm running them, but I love to see people's creativity and I love to see how people will interpret different things. And people seem to now that I'm getting to know people enough or their work that they seem to have, the, they're developing a style. Right? So sometimes before I even see who posted it, I'll know who posted it because they've developed an eye, their own individual eye. And that's really rewarding for me to see that people are growing as a photographer. 
And I started the group as a complete lark. I thought, oh, it was right in lockdown, like a week into lockdown. I thought, okay, what am I going to do? Keep myself busy. So I thought, well, I'll invite a few of my friends and we can just make a fun thing where I'll post a challenge that we can do in our house with our cell phones. And within a week, I had like 500 people join. It was just like blew me away. And it was... It was really, really fun. It's pretty much fallen off a lot now. We did have like 600 active members. Now there's probably like 50 that are really active. But every time I think about shutting it down because the the pandemic is, well, actually, now that we may go back into lockdown, I'll keep it up. But it's kind of running its course. And I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. But people say, no, no, I want to keep it going. I really enjoy it every week. So as long as I can do it, it is a lot of time. I'm just going to keep it. I'm sure it's a lot of time. And it is super fun. And I love seeing, I've been noticing that too, people's styles evolving. And and I love how you highlight someone every week. We highlighted, which was super fun. And and then having to choose the photos. I mean, that was pretty funny. I was like, oh, I have to get down to, I thought I had to get down to four. I had to get down to three. And I didn't realize it. Like, oh, I guess Linda chose which one not to put. (laughs) Well, because I do them on a grid of four and one has to be your headshot. So yeah, I, it was hard for when I did yours because I liked all of them. And I, I remember thinking, well, which one looks better in, in the Close grid? Close your eyes so and point. I, I picked the one that I thought looked best in the grid. So. Oh, good. Okay. Well, see, that's the thing too. So there's even that composition when you start to think about how do you put things together? So yes. They oh, yeah. How they relate to one another in the Absolutely. grid. Absolutely. And I'm so picky about my photos. So when they yep. did um my new podcast image that they created, they had chosen, you know, X photo and it wasn't my favorite one. And this new podcast thing is really a lot about my face. And I was like, uh, no, I don't like my face in that one. You have to choose a different photo. And then we did really land on exactly what I wanted, but there's that whole composition element. I didn't do it. I didn't design that myself. I mean, someone else did it, um, with me saying, yes, I like this. No, I don't like that. But it is, it's, there's so much to think about around how we brand ourselves, particularly for small business owner, because, you know, a small business owner is small, right? Just can sometimes be just you. Exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, they talk about Instagram, how you should, I don't do this, but I've heard a lot of people do. They do, you know, they plan it out. So they'll have nine images. So they, you know, everything in the, when you open up your grid, those nine images should all relate and I probably should be doing that, but I'm just not that organized to go ahead and plan it out. And that's why I I'm usually, the Canva quote thing that helps yeah. me look, make it look kind of organized sometimes. Right. And I do that same thing not- on Monday. I do um, a Monday photo quote by some famous photographer every Monday. Yeah. And I just started doing that. I think that's a really great idea to, to just keep your feed somewhat consistent and organized. So every Monday she does the quote. You know, every Tuesday she does two tip Tuesday. Every you know, yeah. so I think that's a that's a really a good idea for people. Oh, that I are organize it doing too. It. So Mondays I do um, a fact or a statistic. Yep. Around productivity, for the yep. most part. Tuesdays I do testimonial Tuesday. Yep. Wednesdays I do wisdom Wednesday. So yep. quotes. Yeah. Thursdays I tend to do my promotional thing on Thursday. Yeah. And then on Fridays, I always ask a question. And so that's then great. sometimes I put something on the weekend, you know, it yeah. just depends on my mood. But I have a very uh, scheduled way of doing things because if I don't, I can't come up with random ideas. I'm just not that person. Right. I need to just be so someone almost like See, tell me what to do. That's you how know? I should do it. Instead, I'm, I, I get up very early, sit down with my coffee, start scrolling through my photos, think, okay, what am I going to post today? Right. I do it like the morning of every day, which is not good. Because mm. some mornings I just don't have anything that I, you know, think is relative. Um, it's easy now because it's the holidays, so I right. always have tons of Christmas photos and you right. know lights and things like that I can use. But it it gets it gets challenging sometimes to always find the the right photo for the day. That's why I miss about travel. I would you know yeah. get a whole yeah. bunch in the bank that I could just pull up and you know throw back Thursday and you know, just. <laughs> Exactly. All those great photos. So since you were talking about organizing your photos, your social media, your branding, let's talk about organizing around productivity because you shared with me how much your life has changed as you've got a new sort of way of being productive. Yes. Well, for me, it was really a life changer. I had always used, every year I'd buy these beautiful, ornate, elaborate day planners, Mm -hmm. you know, with 
places in the margins for notes and they were about four inches thick and they were a hundred dollars. And I, I ended up, they just weren't really, I wasn't like writing them. Mainly what I would just write in was my client appointments. And, mm. but I didn't really keep track of what I did between the client appointments and I was wasting a lot of time. So what I'm doing now is I got rid of that uh, calendar. I'm using a digital Google um, calendar. It's right. all digital. And I schedule the night before or, you know, the week before, if it's something that I know a week ahead, day by day, and I try to do time blocking. So I try to fill in like almost every hour or every couple of hours with with something that I will be doing that is productive right. and not just an empty space where I end up sitting down and scrolling through Instagram and find out, oh, I just wasted 40 minutes and that for, for nothing. Right. It has been such a game changer for me. And I'm almost becoming obsessive about it. I look at it like every day because I love saying, oh, I got that done. Oh, I got that done. Oh, I'm, I'm behind on this hour. And, and I just, it's really keeping me on track. Now, I'm not going to say I'm 100% perfect, but I'm probably 70% perfect. What before with my other calendar, I was maybe 10%. Wow. So I'm getting better and better with it the more I use it. But I was so resistant about using a digital scheduler, but it's really, it's with me all the time where my big, heavy, beautiful $100 calendar sat on my desk. But now I can pull it out of my pocket when I leave a client meeting and think, oh, this was perfect. And now I have an hour free. I can go get lunch and then meeting so-and-so, you know, at two o'clock kind of thing. So right. it was great so you for me. You your calendar on your phone, not just your camera. Exactly. My now calendar, I have to ask, my... are, you, are you obsessed like me? My categories on mine, in my because I time block and I use Google Calendar, yep. are color-coded. Oh, all mine are. Absolutely. And I'm really picky because this is like, I don't know, this is just my little idiosyncrasy, but my default color is my least favorite color. It's like this salmony, pinky, sort of pukey color. I can't stand that color. It's my least favorite color. I get so mad no matter what it is. I go in every day and I have to pick a different color, even if it's something that doesn't matter. But I do. I have clients are, my clients are red. Mm -hmm. uh, My personal colors are yellow. So I can look at it and see my color blocking. No, I love the colors. That's like my favorite part. The beauty of that is that you can see right away, is this day loaded with just personal time and not enough on clients? Exactly. Like my client color is green. My default color is blue. I really lucked out. It's like, I don't know how mine became that pinky salmon-y color, but I hate that color. (laughs) I I totally get that because I'm like, oh, charcoal gray. I don't want that everywhere. You know what I use charcoal gray for? My doctor appointments. There you go. (laughs) If I have a doctor appointment, it's the black. (laughs) Yeah. Now my doctor appointments are just yellow because yellow is my me time. It's and yeah. I use yellow as my coding is slow down. Yeah, Red my color is, is purple for my me time. <laughs> okay, well, my daughter is purple, so yeah, yeah, and my husband is the other color of blue. Yeah, and then um, anything that is urgent, I put in red. Yeah. That's my clients are all red because if I have a client meeting, that's pretty important. I don't want to miss it. So I, I anything to do with a green client is red. <laughs> I would have been green and I'm like money when I'm working with clients. Oh, that's a good money. idea. That's actually good. I should switch it in 2021. But yeah, Never clients know. are so red, like alarm. It's clients. a client meeting. And then light green is anything that's like potential client network. Yep. Remember networking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't yep. have very many light green spots anymore. Right. Because um, we don't do much networking right now. But it's just super fun to plan it all out. And it really does give you an immediate, if you're a visual person now, yes. not everybody's visual. Some yep. people are very auditory. There are different yep. learning styles for people. But that is, I, I just loved that we have a very similar. I'm like 100% thing. visual, 100%. I have to see it. And the fact that I can make it colorful, right. it, it's me. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this was made for me. The I discovered the color. I was so excited. I was like, oh, this is so me. Because I really am driven by color. I, me too. I pay attention to color. Me too. So it's me too. just another, I need a lot of little extra reminders. It's just, yeah. I don't know what And it it's is. fun. It's almost like a, a personal challenge to make sure each block, you know, like I make myself move the block if I don't get to it, yeah. either to another time in the day or to another time in the week. So I never like just ignore the blocks. Yep. Same. 
So that's that's worked out really well. I mean, it really has increased my productivity. And that's the only way I got my class done is I made blocks for my course. And every day I had to, you know, write the outline for, for yeah. module one, you know, think what you're going to say and practice and um, get the photos for module one. And each one of those was a block in color block. It's the only way I would get anything done either. So I'm yeah. right there with you. All yeah. right. Excellent. We've done so much fun stuff. Uh, this was how fun. can people find you, Linda? I'm very easy to find. I am Linda Holt Creative pretty much everywhere. Website, lindaholtcreative.com. Instagram, at Linda Holt Creative. Facebook, at Linda Holt Creative. I- I'm very easy to reach. That's it. Email is Linda at Linda Holt Creative. Wonderful. So. And they can access you for this course. Um, yep, my um, the easiest way, the easiest. Well, there's two easy ways for the co- course. Just go to right to my website. There's a tab that says course. Click on that. It brings you right to the sales page. Fantastic. So that's the easiest way to to check out the class and find out what um, what it's all about, the modules and all that. Well, I've loved catching up with you. Super excited that you came on. I think people got some great strategies, and I hope you'll come back another day. I would love to, Catherine, and photography. Thank you so much for inviting me. This really was an honor to come on your show. So I am so grateful that you asked me. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's Voices Amplified.